Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Thursday. We've reached Thursday, finally. February 23rd, 2023. As always, it's brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans a few billboards big results Bryce, we've got a lot of food days so we got to run through these real quick today's chili day oh yeah yeah i actually made chili um a couple days ago i I, made some uh made some deer chili you didn't you didn't say hey come get a nibble it was gone it was uh the entire crock pot was completely gone surprised knowing your crew yeah, yeah, they they went through it, man. They destroyed some cro- they destroyed some chili. You know, I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people put uh, oyster crackers in their chili. Uh, the the way to do it, the game plan there, it's Fritos, man. Fritos and chili, that's the game plan right there. Instead of oyster crackers or the other little saltine crackers that I know a lot of people put in chili, the game plan there is Fritos. Fritos are the ultimate chip to put inside of a chili. Yeah, Fritos and chili are pretty undefeated, honestly. Yeah, and I'm pretty picky when it comes to chili. I don't want a soup. You know what I mean? I want yeah. I want the chili. I don't want soup. I want chili. Uh, it's also National Banana Bread Day. Yeah, I'm down with banana bread. You know, I, well, I've said it on the podcast, and I've told you I've gotten into making a lot of bread recently. Uh, I want to do banana bread, but right now the bread maker that I have doesn't do the quicker, moist bread, sort of. Um, so I haven't done banana bread yet, but I'm a pretty big banana bread fan, man. I like banana bread. Me too, man. My mom, my mom, and my stepmom have made that for for me specifically for years. It's because I love me some banana bread. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, it's National Toast Day. Yeah, yeah. You the National Toast Day. Are you a like arc? It's almost burnt toast, or are you kind of right in the middle? No, no. I'm I am uh, almost burnt. Uh, get it to where the toaster is smoking before I pop my bread out. I want it to be like a rock when I pull it out of the toaster. Um, yes, I'm a big toast fan. I eat toast a lot. Uh, I eat toast for breakfast at least three or four times a week, probably. Um, big toast fan, just toast and a little little bit of butter on top. Sometimes I get fancy and do a toad in the hole, but usually it's just straight toast. It's also a Tootsie Roll day. No, thank you. I'm assuming we're talking about the actual candy and not the dance you never know you never know could be the dance could be both days could be eating a tootsie roll while doing the tootsie roll dance day i mean makes sense all right bryce uh obviously you mentioned yesterday that uh, nate mcmillan got fired they've given us a, a couple of top candidates for for his replacement one of which is Quinn Snyder, and that remains the favorite, right, to replace him. Um, yeah, also, so far that's what I've heard. They've also mentioned Charles Lee, Kenny Atkinson, Jordy Fernandez, Mitch Johnson, 
Al Simon and Ime Uduka. So yeah, I, I, I'm really surprised Ime Uduka is on that list. Are you? Yeah, I am too. Considering what happened in Boston, that kind of surprised me. Um, the others, you know, they're they're fine candidates. I've I've heard of them or most of them, not all of them, but I've heard most of them. Um, so I'm I'm kind of, you know, I'm I'm not underwhelmed by this list, but I'm also not like blown away either. So we'll see how it goes. Um, can you give me a timeline of of what happened as far as um, what happened with Nate? Yeah, it's a weird timeline, dude. It's 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 so odd. Um, if I remember correctly, Nate wasn't 100% on board with being coach when Lloyd Pierce got fired initially. He made that Eastern Conference Finals run, and the Hawks made him an offer. And from what I recall from back then, like Nate was fine with being the interim head coach, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he was vocal about not wanting to, to be head coach. Uh, and then he made that big Eastern Conference Finals run. The Hawks offered him a contract. He took it. Uh, the Hawks go into the next season with a coach that is not completely on board, and the players are not really listening to uh, who is who's really go, who's going who's really going to listen to your leader, your coach that isn't a hundred percent committed. And, and this is not speculation. This is stuff Nate has been on record and has said and has told the front office. So this isn't speculation. This is this is truth. Uh, so bouncing the first round that second season, disappointing season this, the third or disappointing season that second season. Uh, some Trey and Nate issues arise. Nate considered resigning earlier this year. Uh, Nate had been considered resigning for a couple weeks now, from what I understand. Still drug Nate more than halfway through the season for whatever reason, and then they fire Nate with less than half a season left. Nate McMillan has been asking to resign. He's been asking the ownership in the front office of the Hawks. He's been asking to resign for the past two months from this team. And the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks, the ownership, the front office and everything, keep telling him no. Keep telling him to stick with it. What kind of crappy owners and what kind of crappy front office leave a manager who wants to resign in power? Like you have a very young, what I believe is a talented roster. And if you have a head coach that doesn't want to be here, why keep him here? Why have him in charge of this roster who should be doing better than they are one game under 500? Why is he still there? Why is the leadership? Why is the front office? Why is the owners still forcing, not not forcing because Nate's a, you know, can do whatever he wants to do but why is the front office not taking the resignation from nate mcmillan and going out and trying to find some other coach that that's either insane incompetency or they know that locker room is so toxic no one else is going to want to come in there and coach that team it's a valid point but and you know we talked about this i think i think i talked about this on the previous pod that before nate got fired or excuse me but before lloyd got fired you know maybe this what the the Hawks looked like was it, it was a leadership issue and it continues to be a leadership issue maybe it's not just a leadership issue for the, the the head coach maybe it's a leadership issue in the front office maybe it's a leadership issue in the ownership you know maybe you know it's Tony Ressler isn't as as much of a great owner as a lot of people might think he is does that make sense so I think Tony Ressler is a terrible owner um, I think I think he is an absolute moron when it comes to basketball knowledge. I think he's a moron and he's a meddling owner. Um, yeah, I am. I am not a fan. 
as the seasons roll on, I am not, I'm becoming more not a fan of Tony Wrestler than I was, you know, maybe a, a season and a half ago. Right. And ownership, I mean, anytime you have leadership that's not there, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be bad. So, um, that's something to, to pay attention to moving forward. Like if, if we continue to have decent talent, like I think this talent is, you know, top five in the Eastern conference at least. And, you know, if not top five in the, in the, uh, NBA and you you're gonna have the kind of uh output that we've we've put in no something's wrong and we need to figure that out yeah yeah for sure and, and, so who's your top candidate do you think right there out of, out of those candidates that we listed who, who would you like to see the most kind of captain this Hawks team whether whether it's the rest of this season or the beginning of next season I think Quentin Snyder is a good good name um he's done it before let's let's see if he can do it with this young team and and make it it could bounce back okay i like kenny atkinson i hope they bring kenny atkinson in i like his coaching style i like where he's been i like what he's done with a lot of the teams um only one head coaching job prior he was with the nets from 16 to 20. uh i, I think i'd like to see kenny atkinson come in and he's been with golden state the the past two years so I, i'd like to see them bring kenny atkinson that, that's my that's my hire Ime odoku is a good coach he's a very talented coach but i don't know if we want to bring that circus to the hawks yeah I, I literally, when I think of him, I think of... It's like hiring Tim Tebow as your quarterback for your, for your football team. Like, the circus is coming to town. Um, really good coach. Really good coach. But it is uh, certainly going to be a circus if they bring him in. Bryce, yesterday the, the Braves had their first full squad workout, and uh, Ronald Acuna promptly took Max Freed deep. It was awesome to see, but uh, he also got completely blown away by by Spencer Strider um, on three straight pitches. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, Sp- Spencer beat. Strider can do that to uh, to Anybody. to MLB players. Yes, <laughs> getting getting blown away on three straight pitches by uh, by uh, Strider is not a not a bad thing. All right. So, what are some of the things that you want to see from the Braves this this uh, season? Uh, yeah, so so sort of about spring training. What do we want to see out of spring training? You, you know, we go into it. It's a month long. Billy and I have always said we're not that concerned with stats uh, through spring training. You know, maybe a little bit. I, like, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Matt Olson hitting. You know, a buck oh five. But you know, I don't. I don't. I'm not concerned about stats. I just want everybody to come out of spring training healthy, and and that's sort of the key to my first point. Is Acuna. Ozzy, Strider, and Freed. I want all four of those guys to come out of spring training healthy. Uh, I'd love to be able to add Soroka to that list, but Soroka's already hurt, so we sort of can't add him to that list. I guess you could add him that you want to see him come out of spring training healthy, uh, but Soroka with already a hamstring issue to start off spring training. I want to I want to see a healthy Acuna. I want to see a healthy Ozzy. want to see a healthy Strider. want to see a healthy Freed. Don't care what their stats are. Just want to see him healthy. Um, my next one is how does Von Grissom do at shortstop? We heard from Ron Washington all offseason that Von Grissom's been putting in a ton of work and it looks fantastic. Well, of course he's going to say that. Even if Von Grissom has looked terrible, Ron Washington's not going to come out and say, oh yeah, Von Grissom's, he's, he's been awful at shortstop this offseason working on defense. We're not going to be able to use him at shortstop. Like He's not going to say that. The only thing he's going to say is he looked good. Wait a second. Let's let's also remember the source. Okay, this is Ron Washington. Ron Washington would be Ron Washington's probably the, the most blunt coach on on our team. He could he 
would say that Von Grissom looked like straight ass. Essentially. No, he wouldn't. Yes, no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. But he they also, wouldn't allow. They wouldn't allow that. Well, that's fair, but I mean, I think he would. He would say it if it were up to him. That is. That's my biggest key right now. Is is watching Von Grissom. You talk about not, not paying attention to stats. That's true. I don't give a crap about stats right now. Maybe but, air stats for Von Grissom. Maybe like that yeah, stat. You, I'm not yeah. even caring about stats there. I just want to see how he looks at short. Like I, I want to hear Ben Ingram talk about how he because Ben Ingram's going to be calling all the games right for I'm training him and Mac. So let's hear I, about. I would assume so. Yeah. Let's hear about how he looks at shorts during games. I want to I want to see if there's any like. I know he's not going to make all the plays that Dansby typically made, you know, because Dansby was just a, he was just a wizard at short. He really was. I mean, as much, he just, just knew where things were supposed to be and did so well. Now, like, I want to see what, what Grissom can do. It'll be interesting to see what Grissom and Ozzy, how their chemistry is as well. Cause Ozzy and uh, Dansby had such great chemistry because they've been playing together for so long. So hopefully Grissom and Ozzy can get that chemistry that uh, that Dansby and Ozzy had as well with the uh, short second combo. Um, will Matt Olson be more comfortable in year two? I tend to think so. I think we're going to get a better year out of Matt Olson this year. Uh, not to say he didn't have a good year last year, but it sort of wasn't what a lot of Braves fans expected, I think. A little off the mark, but I think Matt Olson is going to be much more comfortable in year two, and I'd love to see him step up and sort of take a leadership role uh, with this team. Matt Olson is, you know... I, I think he's one of those candidates that could be a leader, that could be a captain in the locker room, if you will, uh, for Matt. O I know only year two, but I think he could be he could be that captain in the locker room. What's left field going to look like? Is left field going to be uh, just just a black hole for us? I mean, is it just going to be no. where we stick our, our worst batter and our worst defender in, in in left field? No, because I think you could probably mix in Rosie and you can mix in Ozuna in left field. It's not going to be a black hole if Rose, Rosario is out there. Rosario's not a terrible outfielder. Um, he's better than Ozuna for sure. He's much better than Ozuna. Yeah. Has, has a much better arm, has much better range than Ozuna does. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what Ozuna does, honestly, too. That's my next question is, is can Ozuna do anything with, with this opportunity here in spring training? Is he going to be the starting left fielder? Is he going to come out? Because, I mean, paying him a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the understatement of the year right there, Billy. <laughs> and, and, uh, can Alex Anthopoulos do anything with with him as far as maybe get somebody else for him? I mean, yeah, that's, that's that's sort of the tough thing about Ozuna is he's getting paid so much money and the production is just not there for the amount of money that he's getting paid. So trying to offload him somewhere is going to be, dude, it's going to be so tough. He's Right now he's on the books for $16 million this year to strike out 185 times in left field. So, you know, offloading him, I think, is going to be very tough. Um, but, I, I'd, yeah, I'd much rather see Eddie Rosario get the majority of the starts in left field. If, if that's the case, then I feel fine about our left field position. I just don't want to see Ozuna. I don't want to see Ozuna start the majority of the games out there in left field. You know, uh, you know, if, if you want to DH him, whatever, I, I don't care. Would you uh, be okay with him starting against left-handers? Because the majority of the majority of the pitchers are going to be right-handers. That's just how it works in the Major League Baseball. Would you be okay with starting against right-handers? Uh, left -handers? Really, I don't want I don't want Marcelo Zuna to start in left field on my 10U baseball team. Uh, <laughs> so no, 
I, I don't I don't care what I don't care if it's left-handed, right-handed. I don't care if the pitcher throws with his feet. I don't want our Marcelo Zuna in my starting lineup. The guy uh, was just terrible last year. And maybe he turns it around this year. I don't know. You know, maybe we get a different Marcelo Zuna. Who knows? I but right now, no, I don't want Marcelo Zuna starting in my lineup at all against anybody for anything, unless Rosario's hurt. And even then, maybe we just bat eight, you know, and uh and don't have him. So and how much better can Ian Anderson be with that third pitch that he's working on in spring training? Uh, Ian Anderson was was really good at times last year. I can't wait to see what he looks like with that third pitch this year. Hopefully he develops that third pitch really well through spring training and it's completely ready to go uh, opening day. Not that Ian Anderson going to be our opening day starter, uh, but hopefully it'll be ready to go opening day and we'll see a much improved Ian Anderson. And this, this starting rotation is going to be very, very, very good this year. Right, it is going to be deep too that's that's what you want is you want a starting rotation that's deep you want to have about six seven eight starting rotation or starting guys you could throw in there and feel pretty comfortable with and honestly you know if mike mike soroka's excuse me michael soroka we have to the name the song doesn't work when we call him knife michael i know but he asked to be called michael now um michael soroka you have um, a few others that are still down in AAA. I feel comfortable right now. Like it, it's not as it's not as weary as it's been in the past. So, oh, for sure not. No, no. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about this starting lineup. Uh, I, I it should be it should be just as good, if not better, than last year's or uh, uh, starting rotation. Should should be better than last year's starting rotation, in my opinion. DM5's United is coming out this week um, ahead of the first game on Saturday. Bryce, what are your realistic expectations for this team this year? Um, I think I, I think playoffs aren't out of the realm of possibility. Uh, I don't believe we'll be a very high seed in the playoffs, but especially now that we got like 98% of the teams in the MLS uh, it making the playoffs, I, th- I think the Atlanta United has a very good chance of making the playoffs. Probably somewhere around that six, seven, eight seed, somewhere around there. Uh, so we will be playing in in the wild card round and then playing in that dumb three game set first round thing. Uh, so I think I think playoff expectations aren't out of the realm of possibility. Some of the big questions I have going into this season: uh, Can Guzan make it through an entire season? Brad Guzan getting up there in age. I think he's you know forty ish, close to forty, somewhere around there, over forty. So can he make it through an entire season? Guzan's still a really good keeper uh, when when he's healthy. But see, getting a healthy Guzan has been a struggle the past couple of years. Will Miles Robinson sure up what looks to be a leaky defense? Uh, watching watching preseason and watching everything I've seen, the defense is going to be pretty bad for Atlanta United. But hopefully Miles Robinson, once he gets in there and solidifies that spot, he'll be able to captain uh, Atlanta United and really turn that defense. I don't want to say turn it around, but make it not leak like a sieve every single game. Uh, where will the holding midfielders come from? Right now, this roster doesn't have any good holding midfielders, and that's what I've seen through the preseason games. Is our midfield is Swiss cheese? Uh, whether it's offensively or defensively, they don't really provide much in attack, and, and as far as defensively, they don't provide a, a ton of shelter for the uh, for the center backs that are back there when when the transition play is happening uh and and then and then strengths and weaknesses of this team the strength of this team is going to be the attack uh you have almada you have um Arujo, you have sadich and then you have gorgliogos or whatever the new greek striker's name is all of those 
are going to be very, very potent up front. And I think the Atlanta United games are going to be somewhere along the lines of like 5-3, 4-2, 3-4. It's going to be high scoring games because this, this offense that we've put together should be able to be on the front foot most of the game. The defense is just going to have to hold up their end of the bargain. And there's going to be some games where you're going to give up three goals, but you're going to score four, so it's going to be okay. And sort of on that same note, the weakness of this team right now is going to be the back four, the back five, the back three, however many they decide to play, but it's going to be that defense. Uh, through the through the preseason games, what we've seen is the defense is not up to standards. It's, it's not up to where it should be for a team like Atlanta United. Um, I think a lot of people going into this season are are not having very high expectations for the five stripes, but I, w- I would tell them that their expectations might need to be a little bit higher. I, I think we have the talent to be a mid-level level team or a, uh, uh, you know, a mid-table team. It's just if we play together and the right system is put in and they play it correctly. So this weekend will be interesting, man. We're only a couple days away from kickoff. We're going to see what Atlanta United has. All the starters are going to be out there for the first time all season. Uh, we've had a couple preseason games, but not all not all 11 starters have played together. So it'll be very, very interesting to see who plays where and uh, what comes out of the first game of the season. Uh, and as we mentioned, TM5's United podcast will be coming out probably either today or tomorrow, right? It'll be tomorrow. They're recording tonight. Uh, so yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be tomorrow. And I'll have it out probably hopefully around noon tomorrow. That way you can listen to it Friday on your way um, driving home or Saturday on your way to the stadium. Uh, and right now, I'm, I'm trying to get tickets to the game on Saturday. I'm trying to get tickets and trying to uh, get someone to watch my kids. So I might uh, might be in the building for Atlanta United. If I am, you will certainly get Atlanta United uh, uh, TikToks and videos on Instagram and Twitter and some Facebook posts and everything. So, yeah, opening, opening weekend for Atlanta United. I'm stoked. Hey Bryce, tell me about the Marine South scoreboard from last night. We had a lot of green, which is good to see. A lot of green, a lot of green in basketball, which is good to see because basketball playoffs are going on right now. On the Marine South scoreboard from last night, uh, the Trojans, the Carrollton Trojans, both the girls and the boys won last night going on to round two. Boys beat Colquitt County 77 to 56. And Carrollton, the girls, they beat Valdosta 48 to 41. So congratulations to both of the Trojan teams, both moving on to round two. Uh, Central falls to North Oconee, 53 to 52. Uh, Central got a bad pull with the 1-4 matchup there. North Oconee is anything but a four seed this year. North Oconee uh, got bounced in the semifinals of their region, uh, and they were leading that region the entire year. So Central got a really bum pull for four seed uh, there for the boys. North Oconee is a really good team. Heard County falls to Screven County 43-41 to on the girls' side. Jaden Boykin fouled out late in the fourth quarter, and Jasmine Owens was still hampered with that ankle. Tough way for the Heard County girls to, to go down with their season. Uh, but with a healthy with a healthy Jasmine Owens, Heard County wins by 10. Unfortunately, that ankle was still hampering her. Uh, but on the boys' side, Heard County boys beat Bryan County 70-56. to They move on to round two. They will face Irwin County on Friday night. And then Temple beats Screven. 85 to 51 big win from that temple boys team that temple boys team is is special billy we got to see them uh, a couple weeks ago not only are they special they are insanely young yeah they are yeah they are like it's it's like sophomore laden like that team is going to be good this year and next year so they move on to round two 
in baseball from last night. Heard at Valley, Alabama. Actually couldn't get a score for this one. Um, looked on social media, looked around, couldn't find a score for the herd at Valley, Alabama game last night. Harrelson County falls to Bremen six to five and central beats Jackson 10 to nothing central through a combined one hitter last night from the lions pitchers. So congratulations to the central lions on a one hitter last night in soccer central at Callaway girls fall three to nothing boys win three to one. And Bremen played Holy Innocence. Holy Innocence, remember, folks, they do not like to drink down there. Uh, the girls fall three to nothing, and the boys win one to nothing. Bremen's boys team now, I believe, has seven wins, no losses, and one draw on their schedule. And, w- and whenever you can beat a team like Holy Innocence, uh, that's pretty good because usually teams like that either have a good soccer team or a good lacrosse team. So that's a good win for the Bremen Blue Devil boys soccering team. In college basketball last night, UW beats Mississippi College 75 to 64 was the boys final and 65 to 63 was the girls final tonight on the Smith's floor coverings games and events calendar for baseball. We have Mount Zion at Maynard Jackson and Carrollton at home versus Whitewater at 555. I see you need another cup of coffee. Indeed, I do, sir. Indeed, I couldn't find my co- uh, my wife, so we're getting new appliances this weekend, right? And my wife has completely re- redone the entire kitchen, and it took me a good 15 minutes to find A, where the t- coffee maker was this morning, and B, where the outlet was to plug it in. So uh, not as much coffee was drunk this morning by myself as, as usual. So yes, I need more coffee. The Cup of Coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Alabama's Brandon Miller paid to play last night and scores a career-high 41 points. That is good for our buddy John McKay, who picked him last night in our Daily Fantasy League. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, man. That kid's got a killer shot. United States beats Brazil to win the fourth straight She Believes Cup. Yeah, 1-2-1 to one last night. Uh, goal scorers were Alex Morgan and Dansby Swanson's wife, Mallory Swanson. Uh, and it took me until about halftime to realize who Mallory Swanson was. Because uh, her, her last name used to be Pew. And I was like, who is this Swanson they keep talking about? I haven't seen her play for the United States at all. And then they showed a close-up of her face. And I was like, oh, oh that's Dansby's wife. She changed her name when they got married. I was like, now I now I know why I know her. But yeah, yeah, 2-1. to one, They beat Brazil uh, last night to win the She Believes Cup. I believe that's the second year in a row they've won it. Second or third year in a row they've won it. That's fourth straight. Oh, sweet. For some reason, I thought Canada won it three years ago. Stunt. Georgia's Jamon Dumas Johnson arrested on two driving charges. Yeah, uh, the DUI. So, you know, I guess in, in SEC fashion, they probably won't kick him off the team. But yeah, you know, hey, just hey, celebrate, celebrate the win appropriately, man. I, I think this I think this should should go out through the entire campus in Athens, you know, sort of kind of kind of remembering what happened after the after the celebration at UGA up there with the uh with the young people passing away um you know you, you would you would think they would I don't know uh, reckless driving and I, I don't know you would you would think they'd be a bit more mindful of stuff like that up there after you know that's still still so should be fresh in the minds of a lot of people um but yeah just don't just don't drink and drive guys just don't drink and drive Ronnie James LeBron's oldest son projected a top 10 pick 2024 NBA draft. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, he's, he's a good player. He's definitely a good player. 
and I think Bronny's going to be in the NBA. I don't know if he's going to be a top 10 player. That, that's, man, that's a lottery pick. That's, I don't know if Bronny's that good. Um, he's definitely NBA talented. I, I think he's got enough talent. I think he's got the size, the speed. He's got all the intangibles to be in the NBA. Um, top 10 pick, though, I, that, that's what ESPN is saying. So it's probably wrong. Um, but we'll see. I mean, 2024, he has to have uh, he has to have a year in, or he's going to have a year in college somewhere. So we'll we'll see what the college uh, route does for for Bronny. But yeah, right now he's predicted to be a top ten pick. Finally, today in 1985, Indiana basketball coach Bobby Knight has that iconic moment where he throws the chair across the court. One of the best moments in all of sport. Oh yeah, absolutely it is. One of one of the best moments in all of sport. Uh, and. Indiana head basketball coach Bobby Knight, national championship winning player at Ohio State. Right. Yeah. So there are our assistant Brad, something like that. And maybe maybe uh, Bronny James. Ohio State. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Uh, I wouldn't go to Ohio State if I was Bronny James. Uh, I would steer clear of that absolute train wreck of a program right now for basketball. Man. Um, but Cheer. yeah, it's terrible. It's it. Yeah, I can do an entire podcast of how poop. Our team is up there, um, but yeah, he might he might be there. Might be there. Might turn it around. Uh, what I was thinking the other day is, you know, Ohio State's playing really bad right now. They might fire Chris Holtman, and LeBron James is going to come in and coach the team for one year to have LeBron to have Ronnie Jr. up there. That'd be pretty cool. That'd, that'd be neat. I don't know if we'd win, but it'd be neat. You got anything else for us today? Nah, man, I'm good. Let's get out of here on a thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Let's get out of here. Bryce Barling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you on Friday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!